Hey everyone, and welcome back to another installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It's Wednesday, June the 2nd, 2021, and this is the 72nd episode of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's up? Lucky number 72. Lucky number 72. Is that your lucky number? Uh, it could be. Is that associated with things that I should be aware of? No, I don't think so. Um, I just wanted, I just, you know... <laughs> Have you ever seen, um, who is it? Artie Lang? Is he the, the co-host of Howard Stern back in the day? He did this bit in one of his standups uh, about announcing, what if play-by-play -play announcers followed like vicious linemen and some of the bad boys mm -hmm. of, you know, baseball, football around and like just announce their goings ons by their Jersey number. <laughs> and so he was doing it for like Lawrence Taylor, who I think might've been 72 or 92 and He's uh -huh. like speeding down the highway with a <laughs> escort and a bag of XYZ number 72. <laughs> I like that. That's what I always think about. I like it. Yeah, no, just just felt right, man. <laughs> just felt right. All right. Well, uh, let's dive into this, shall we? Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. been a long time it's been a minute we shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to mm. where you been man where have i been I don't, where was i last week i don't even remember oh we had that i feel like you just oh, called we in sick it. last week no we talked about it we talked about doing it on thursday and i called you on thursday and you were like not doing that uh, i feel like we said we'd try to make it work and then i didn't hear from you until thursday Oh, is that, does that but require I, my, you know, that it could be on me. So I, I, I don't mind taking the blame. Uh, we probably did say that and it, and it, and it skipped my mind. I see. I was, uh, I was initially a little disappointed, but then I was like, you know what? Keep them thirsty. You know mm. what I mean? Keep them thirsty. Keep them wanting more. Yeah. Well, they might get thirstier after this week. <laughs> my classes are starting and that's, dude, classes 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Goodness. Yeah. Like straight through? Straight through. I get like an hour break for lunch. Um, yeah. Super long classes. It's going to be great. Well, that's like a more corporate schedule. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of intense time. Yeah. That's actually in classroom, in lecture. Of the last, the first week is still online, and then the next until I'm done are uh, in person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, whenever you hit me up today, I was thinking that um, I misread your text message and thought that you were already in your master's courses. So those gotcha. begin officially next week. On Monday, baby. I'm also getting minor surgery on Monday. What up? Okay. Let's dive right into that. What? What gives? What's going I got, on? I got these bumps under my skin. I don't know if you can see my skin raised there. You could, you could feel, why don't you just drag your finger across that? You feel that bump? Oh my goodness. What is that? Um, lymph, lymph 
something. Lymphoma? Could be. Um, <laughs> or a, uh, like a pretty good chance it's a benign tumor. Um, What's Laws saying about it? <laughs> Heather Laws. <laughs> no, no. Dr. Laws. I, I went to a dermatologist and uh, they said, they said it'll be all right. Um, but they're going to cut that thing because it's pushing down on my nerves. And what do they want to call it? Lymphoma? It's not lymphoma. No, it's it's what a lymph node a issue. Lymph node? Could be. Well, I don't understand. There's just a ball of yeah. uh, cells underneath your skin that's pushing up on a vein. Yeah, and that's very it's very common to have those bumps, um, but it it's just in a bad spot. Like it's hurting my arm. It's Goodness. actually been this way for quite a while. It's been like a pesky thing that I've been dealing with uh, like over a year. I've had that before where you're just like, there's something kind of protruding. I had one in my wrist mm -hmm. as a junior. I remember as a junior golfer and like a uh, baseball player and stuff like that, it would like kind of rear its ugly head. And yeah, especially when I was using it in certain ways, um, my left wrist, it would it would kind of protrude more and you could kind of massage it back a little bit, but it was kind of like a protruding, uh, I don't know. My dad had something called a ganglion one time. He mm -hmm. was uh, training for a marathon and he got a, a, it was basically just a mass of like tendons and bone cell cartilage, whatever it is like that, that mix up, you know, like, yeah. Um, and it just grew on his ankle and like his ankle bone ended up protruding out and being, pretty excessive size mm -hmm. and they had to go in and i i was kind of younger i don't even remember what the whole situation was but it it deterred him from running that marathon he was Jeez. out there running like eight and 12 miles all the time um and yeah it was so i've had that i've seen that it's gone down i i never got that looked at in my wrist but no yeah it, like i have i have one in my elbow here i got like two in my back one in my thigh but like those don't hurt at all. And so the only reason I'm getting this one removed, they did say that they're going to send it to a lab to make sure everything is good. So thoughts and prayers, but, uh, can we, can we identify with each other for one moment real quick? Sure. Like, yo, especially as you're getting older, but even in my twenties and definitely now that I'm in my thirties, how scary is it when you're just like, running your hands over your body mm -hmm. and you're like, that's not supposed to be there. Like, yeah. what is that? You know, yeah. what's going on? Or like a sharp pain, like shooting down my whole arm because of, because of this thing. Um, yeah, it's not the greatest. And I will say like, I was pretty nervous going in there. I, um, the dermatologist was great, but, uh, yeah, I don't know when, it, whenever they said they were going to ship it off to make sure everything was good. I'm like, so that means there's a chance. Oh my goodness! You know what Knock I mean. Knock on that wood right now, because you're um you're having a doozy of a year, my friend. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, <laughs> it's been, been nothing but good luck for Mister P. Rad. Seventy two, so. <laughs> number seventy two, come through. <laughs> no, let's go for number seventy three. Yeah. That's what we're. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now you're good. You're good, man. Yeah. So got that going on Monday, in between master's classes. Um. Wow, you just sounded like really condescending and like Ivy Leagueish right then when you you kind of like flipped your hair and like <laughs> no hair to through flip. your eyes and you were like in between master's classes and I felt 
Maybe it was my perception because I immediately felt your inferior. Whoa. And not a fan. <laughs> just felt like you were look, no, looking at me like swine. never that. It was more of like, yeah, this is like part of my day. You You're know, like, I'm trying to minor minimize elective it. surgery in between master's classes. I'm, like whatever trying. a girl's got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to lessen, um, you know. I don't know. I'll let y'all know how it goes, though. Yeah, you're just trying to cushion privilege between privilege over there with your... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that's a... I guess the fact that I can take care of it is a privilege. You know how many people without insurance are like, yeah, I I had something, but I just kind of massaged it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... Do you remember that scene in... uh, Was it Knocked Up where that guy was like, yeah... um, Chris is Chris broke his arm, but then he got high and it still clicks, but <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> it might have been. That sounds familiar. That was one of the best lines from that entire movie. Yeah. That's been one of the topics from uh, Rogan that I've seen here recently is uh when was the last time that you saw a really good adult comedy movie? Hmm. Like in theaters, one with that was in major distribution. Like it's been a minute, right? It has. Because you can't do it anymore. Yeah, but even even before the pandemic, were there any good ones? No, still coming out. No, no, no. I feel like we've the, reached like the five year mark, basically. Yeah, like that comedy, that style has kind of died out, and it's more of like the visual, um, breathtaking. Award, this has to win an award. Well, they're saying that it has to be about like an oppressor and the oppressed or a remake or franchise movie. A franchise or a like something that's not necessarily as unique and original or thought provoking. Um, Or what it took for the director to, to film this. Like did they, were they, was it a dangerous, uh, I don't know. I don't know. As long as Leo keeps making movies. There has to be some gimmick. Like, yeah, those comedies are, they're gone. Few and far between. They're done. Yeah. You couldn't make a Judd Apatow movie nowadays. Like none the last of Jonah one Hill's was, early uh, flicks could make it through in 2021. Yeah. A uh, King of Staten Island came out last okay. year. Did you watch that? I didn't. I need to see Pete that. Pete Davidson. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't my, and I love Judd Apatow and all of his films. And I thought that one was a good one. It's not my favorite. Is that Judd Apatow? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's got Bill Burr, right? Bill Burr, Pete Davidson, and a few others. Is it just me, or has Bill Burr been doing a decent amount of acting? Has he? Yeah, he's been talking about it, and I don't know. Um, I, I I don't keep up. He has a podcast, right? Do you listen to his podcast? Uh, I listen to clips for sure, okay. especially when he does letters from fans. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with what he's been up to. But. Well, so he's got. I'm gonna IMDb uh, him because he's got F is for family, so uh-huh. he's producing that. Oh, content. that Netflix show. Yeah, and that's animated, right? Yeah. Yeah, F is for family. King of Staten Island. Uh, they say that he was in Breaking Bad. Bill Burr? Yeah. Like, for an episode? I don't know. It, it's so weird. It shows, like, 2008 to 2013, like, he was on there for the entire arc. And I'm like, nah. do you think that he's Walter White? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm gonna look into that later. I, I don't know what that's about. But anyway, comedy movies—they're done. They're done. They're done. You're not gonna get like a a super bad no or a, an American Pie these days. No, that would be like 
I mean, th- there would be outcry, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's Cancel City. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, it doesn't help that... I feel like you could get another Bridesmaids, because women. Well, they did a uh, a remake of... A lot of the remakes are female-inspired in that... Like, didn't they redo Ocean's Eleven with women? Yes, Ocean's Eight. And then they also did a female Ghostbusters. There's another one. There, There is a female Hangover or something. Is there? Coming. Well, I guess there uh, could be. Bridesmaids... Or what's well, the Kristen old. Wig one? Yeah, that's Bridesmaids. And that that they're on a Bachelorette for that one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There was one with J Lo. It wasn't a comedy as much as it was like a, a dramedy. The stripper one. Yes. W- yeah, w- that was. Uh, hmm. Man, that was a really good movie. Hustlers. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great movie. I think I saw that on like HBO or something. It was really, really good. Yeah, that was one of the first movies that Courtney and I saw together. Nice. Shout out. How's she been doing? How's her (laughs) uh, new little friend been doing? She's got a new puppy and it's uh, (laughs) running us wild. So, (laughs) it's like an adorable dog. Love him. I'm not going to let you get away with this. Like, (laughs) B Rad comes over and he is exhausted from the dog. Yeah. I, and I'm like, people like you that get exhausted by a dog, because I have I have coworkers like this that, you know, people that literally talk about a dog, like they show up late <laughs> and they're like, I'm sorry, the, the dog was up all night or whatever. And I'm like, like, put it outside. It's a dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, it's a little bit more difficult since it's in her apartment. You can't just. <laughs> No, I guess there. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, but whenever we have the house, I feel like it'll be much easier. But I mean, it's it's nine weeks old now, and so it's oh, it's, it's just a puppy. Around. Yeah, it's a puppy, puppy. So what are you dealing with? Uh, whimpering at night, like we're trying to crate train it, and so it's not enjoying that. So really, just trying to make sure he's tired by bedtime, um, and then also. He seems to like to chew up everything except <laughs> the things that we want him to chew. Um, so just kind of keeping things away from him. But it is what it is. I, I think he's worth it. I think he's an adorable dog. I th- um, Does he have a name? Yeah, Graham. Graham. That's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, he's a good golden retriever. And uh, he's we've already done a lot with him, taking him out to the parks. And he's gone over to Alex's house and played with Alex's cat. And gone over to Courtney's parents and played with their um their dogs over there, so they they have a couple boxers and everything. Been running them around, man. But boxers are a slobbery dog. They're very they loving, be, but, but they the, can be yeah, Courtney boisterous. They're, yeah, they're actually not too bad. Um, but I have seen some that are droolers for sure. But yeah, man. Um, cool addition to the family. You guys almost inspired me. Like I knew that you were going up to, uh, was it Oklahoma to get that dog? Yeah, dude, uh, near Tulsa. It was like a six-hour drive there and a six-hour drive back. Did you locate a breeder or how yeah. did this go down? Yeah, Court found a breeder over there. And, um, and we got him. Dude, there, dogs are a little big picture of him. business. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Graham the Goldie. Graham. Oh, wow. He's cute. Yeah. Man, um, like I said, you guys inspired me. Like I was thinking, I actually uh, I wrote a, a note to a caregiver network 
or an adoption network oh, yeah? on why I would be the perfect dad to Cindy the French Bulldog. Oh. Because for whatever reason, I really want a French Bulldog. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Cindy has not written back. So <laughs> looks like we're going to have to go the $7,000 route rather than the $350 oh, rehoming man. fee for a purebred French Bulldog. It'll be worth it. They're so cute, though. There's one in the yeah. office. I've talked about it at length on the show. I cannot get over it. Mm-hmm. They're just so adorable and like little snuggle buddies. Would Do you care if it's male or female? You know, that's the funny thing because, you know, when I was filing this, this application, I, I recognized if I could find a French bulldog for $350 rehoming fee, mm-hmm. I do not care about the gender. For whatever reason... If I had my pick, like all things being equal, why do I pick the male dog? Yeah. Is that like a, do you do the same thing? I feel like I would. What, what is that? I don't know, man. I just like bros, you know? Yeah. Like I'm almost like, I don't want a girl around, you know, like, (laughs) but, um, and so Courtney's parents, like, you know, I hang out over their place all the time and they have, uh, three or four female dogs. And, you know, this one that Courtney just got is a boy. They're, I love them all, you know. Um, but, yeah, I guess if I had a say in it, I've always kind of leaned towards male. But I don't know if if uh, there's actually a lot of thought behind it. I think it's just your lizard brain kicking in for some reason. Could be. But when I think about all of my buddies with dogs, they're all male dogs. Yeah. Yeah kind of weird well hopefully uh hopefully you can look into it and get one soon you know i i shouldn't i i need to sit down and actually think about my schedule because yeah really i was talking to some friends the other day and i was like you know i like to go home like in between things i like to Mm -hmm. go change take my time like show up late i was like i need to have a dog because all these people with dogs get to say, I got to go home and let the dog out. <laughs> and they have a reason to go change their shoes. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like that person. I'm not like, oh, let's go to the next thing immediately. Let's sure. be the first people there. But um, uh, So I get that. But you do like to travel. I do like to travel. How'd you handle that? Well, it depends on we got a couple listeners of our show that live up in mm-hmm. Plano, a.k.a. mom and dad. That would be willing to babysit. We'll see. This okay. is this is that request. This oh, is got it. Got when it. that's the listener feedback solicited for this week is would you take care of a very adorable French bulldog um named AMC? And, and, <laughs> hey, we'll get to that. Um and we'll also um share their response next time we record. Yeah. <laughs> so no pressure. They're probably gonna send in audio clips like, hell no. <laughs> but on your own, Bub. Here, my strategy is one of the things that I'm thinking about, too, and I should conspire with my dad, is that their dog is um, is mature. Mm-hmm. You know, that that situation will not last forever. And I have been lobbying. Get a dog now. Mm-hmm. You know, just do it like no, no, um, you know, have some overlap here. And. You know, they've had two dogs like my entire life. And there was years in between uh, Osti, our first childhood dog that I think we buried when I was 12. And mm-hmm. Toots that they have now, Tootsie Roll. And they, you know, I think especially my mother won't won't even think about 
type deal. Yep. And so I'm thinking, well, what if I go get a, a nice young dog and that way they can be grandparents too? Because mm. they're already calling my friends dogs their grand dogs. And like, <laughs> I'm like, let me give you something here <laughs> yeah. besides these plans to, uh, <laughs> to latch on to. And, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so maybe they would be kind of receptive. Maybe. Um, the only thing is, is that there's no guarantee that I could do an audible if they're out of town themselves, right. which increasingly they would be. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's just something to consider. Make sure you have multiple options. Um, we got some friends, listeners of the show that will remain unnamed that uh, instead of doing doggy boarding care, they literally drive to Oklahoma mm-hmm. to meet people coming from like Arkansas or Kansas okay. um, halfway to like exchange the dog to mm. drive back home for the dog sitting oh wow it's like so that means like they really trust closer. this person well, yeah yeah it's their parents yeah but i'm like that's crazy i don't want to be in that kind of situation where i'm like <laughs> driving i don't want to add a layer a, a day's layer of complexity to an impromptu trip if yeah. if i want you know right i get that what would i have to do to just be able to take it on the plane um i'll just ask i Shelley feel like it has to meet a certain requirement um, but then also make sure everywhere you're taking it on your trip, you know. Yeah, that's not sure gonna work. That that's, yeah. <laughs> that's not gonna work. <laughs> right. All right, Rince, let me let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I really shouldn't though, because the, the dog that I want is like, you know, it's gonna depreciate in value. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? Well, the the dogs that I want are five to seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's just kind of ridiculous. But will they always will they always be that price? I don't know. Will you always want one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I don't want to just go get a mutt, you know. Yeah. Well, if you know it's something that you really want. Yeah. We'll could think be about worth it. it. We'll think about it now that uh Keep now that I'm in the green. Yeah, baby. On the old Robin Hood. Yeah, you you people AMC today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> gracious! I told y'all. Oh my goodness. Should we do this now or should we wait until we're going to have to take a break in the next five or 10 minutes, folks, just uh, go ahead and get that out of the way. What are you zooming into? Yeah. So the final class that I taught over in Maryland, they're graduating eighth grade today. And I was told by the eighth grade class president that she mentions me in her speech. And then I also had two others that reached out to me and would like for me to watch it. So I'm going to join that stream uh, here in a few minutes and, uh, show them some love and I guess receive some love back. So uh, I feel very honored. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, and then I had another coworker or old coworker from Maryland say that um, during the graduation practice, like whenever she was practicing her speech and she mentioned my name, like the, all the students cheered and, you know, didn't really do that for other teachers or anything. So makes you feel good makes you know it makes me feel like i left a a footprint or an impact back there we always know that you you have because you get this repeat offender situation all the time where this is not the first graduation that you've streamed into or consecration or any of these you know milestone moments that but years later now dude like yeah that that's that's crazy that's the craziest part um and that i've been removed from that school two years now uh coming up on three um 
Yeah, so that that really means a lot. Especially like this year was just crazy. I felt like I didn't make a lot of connections until the end of the year. Um I don't know. So it's just I mean, these types of moments really make it make it all worth it. So looking forward to it. Proud of you, buddy. Thanks, man. Well, before we go to the break, uh let's set some some agenda items for when we come back. Okay. We're gonna discuss a lot of things with the market. Yeah, let's let's talk market. Let's talk Mavs. Okay. Um. What else uh, let's mention? let's talk uh, birthdays this month. There's a, a big month of birthdays that we're gonna have to do some shout outs for. Okay. Let's um, let's talk. Um, oh, I had one. Oh, uh, played basketball for the first time in a while uh, yesterday. <laughs> so I'm also like walking around a little bit slower today what is philip seymour hot like make it rain <laughs> raindrop raindrop <laughs> make it rain um let's do a little bit of pga because <laughs> yeah. you love you got that. a lot of golf to talk about a lot of golf I, I feel like even some personal golf if i'm some personal golf yeah. i do right so i let's... got some groundbreaking news there love um it. some new new lows okay. and by that i mean highs yeah uh and then the end of covid a little bit mm-hmm so uh we'll do all that and more yeah. after this upcoming break. I also have yeah, and I have a I have a kind of surprise bomb to drop uh that deals with a listener, uh one of our listeners and they they've got some news and then uh maybe maybe cap it off with some music. All right. It's an agenda. <laughs> oh. All right, podcast on three. One, One two, two, three, three. Podcast! podcast! All right, we're coming back in on our listeners here, and they're probably guffawing at what goofballs we are for just doing that. Um, it was it, solid. It, it's been, yeah, no, I'm, I'm moving on. <laughs> um, it, it stands for itself. But it's been a, an hour since we did that little break, and whole shift yes. of emotions all of a yeah. sudden be read. My, my what apologies, the my apologies. <laughs> We're um, like in this eighth grade graduation <laughs> video, and I'm like, when is this going to end? You know, being typical me, and then all of a sudden I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, man. They uh, they got you nasty. They gave me a shout out. And, <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, was a, to say the least. Everybody paused, and like, I got a. It was the only standing ovation, <laughs> like where the speech paused for like a minute. Oh. Uh. Yeah, if we dwell on it too much, then I'm just going to be sobbing. So She said uh, that you had the best, longest class of the day. Yeah, um, I had them at the end of the day, and she was basically saying, like, I helped, I helped uh, get them through that. You know, at the end of the day, you're ready to go home and everything, but, but I made it fun for them. So. Well, she said, and Mr. Colvin, and you hear, like, literally, like, probably two or 300 <laughs> people just like start clapping and they did not stop and it was the only time um and you were one of only like two or three teachers reference for the entire i guess k through eight or whatever but man that was really cool man uh, we were talking about the impact but to see that paid off like that instantly uh man that was moving yeah dude and i only had this class for for a year um and you know sometimes you wonder am I making an impact, you know? And that's, that's the only validation I need right there. 
that's a different kind of uh you know reward that you get for your career and your position and i'm sure what our other teacher listeners um also receive hopefully from time to time mm -hmm. probably not enough but that's a uh, super that's great that they hit you up to be clued into that because you yeah. otherwise you wouldn't have seen that well i just i mean i I tuned in uh, to last year's as well, um, just because I saw it posted on Facebook, but I didn't see any posts this year, so I am really happy that they reached out and made sure that I listened. That was that was a special moment. I wish that there was like a feedback loop for all people to come back five, ten-year marks later and talk about the impact that others had on their lives or how they perceived them, looked up to them, channeled them, wanted to emulate them whatever the case may be, because with students, I guess there's a built-in process for that with like graduation and stuff like that, like reflection, you're moving on to the next level. It's always like stages. You're always going right. to the next level and the next grade, the next uh, program. Yeah. And uh, I wish as just contemporary adults that we could get that <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of just a free-for-all Wild West after after those festivities. Well, and graduation has an inherent emotional element to it, you know, mm -hmm. for the parents, for the the kids, you know, you're always thinking like, oh, wow, like some people are going to go their separate ways or go to different schools because I guess that they're going to um, the academy now or... Yeah, so Beltsville goes up to eighth grade, so many of them will hit up Spencerville or Tacoma okay, um, or go to boarding academy in Shenandoah. Um, or hit up some of the public schools over there, but but yeah, that's they're they're done at Beltsville. Yeah, so the the point is that uh, the audience and everybody in attendance, the scene is set for it to be an okay to be emotional environment, right? And uh, it'd be great if like us as adults could get that. I don't know, like that'd be <laughs> that'd be a meaningful thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's like at the heart of like recognition in many ways, like what we do appreciate, mm -hmm. but you know, to get a really like a cumulative snapshot surprise, you know, because I think that a lot of times when you're in business or networking or even doing the podcast and stuff like you don't have, you don't know the impact that you have. Right. So to be on the other side of that break in the podcast and say like, oh, this you you're impactful. Like it's been several years since you taught those kids. And then to watch that standing ovation <laughs> and you get misty eyed. I'm like, man, this is, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just wild. We can move on. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what you got, man? What you got, boss? All right. Well, I, I scribbled all these down. Uh, here, here's what we're going to do. Um, let's do notable June birthdays. Speaking of teachers. Okay. Because uh, the most imminent birthday is actually tomorrow. Whoop, whoop. Megan Grizz Grizzoffi. Is uh, turning twenty one years old. All right. So she's. Uh, we're gonna go have brunch for her this weekend. Mm -hmm. I hope that's not a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she wasn't. She, she doesn't listen like same day. She usually listens like a month later type yeah. deal. And if you're listening, Grizz, beforehand, it's just we're, it's just jokes. You got pranked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be alone this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh, I could have gone even darker with that, but no, I'm not going to. Um, no, shout out Grizz. Yeah, Happy birthday. You, Grizz. We love you. Um, we're excited to not celebrate with you this weekend. <laughs> I just assume every birthday party that I'm invited to is a surprise. Oh, yeah, true. Like when I'm talking to or in front of mm-hmm. the birthday individual. Yeah. Like uh, John and I, for his birthday this year, we were talking on the Monday prior to the Saturday party. And I'm like, yeah, so I'll see you soon. He was like, yeah, like we should definitely get together. Like, And uh, he finally goes, oh, well, I'll, I'll see you Saturday. And I was like, like, okay. Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I didn't want to be non-committal. Gotta, like, tiptoe around. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Anywho. Um, and then do you have any before next Tuesday? If so, sorry. My <laughs> Facebook will remind me. My lovely mother turns 21 as well. Woo! Um big big uh milestone birthday for for my mother on June 8th. We're excited to celebrate. Heck yeah. Sounds like we might be planning some sort of family trip to New York in oh. Septemberish maybe. Nice. Which would be super fun. Take on the city. Yeah. The Kardashians are in New York. <laughs> uh, so that's happening. Um, do, you guys, do you guys go to shows in New York or do you just kind of shop and wander around? Man, I don't want to get into this because it's still all pending. But okay. I told my, well, my I mom was in like. General, this isn't your first time going to New York. So I'm like, right. what, what type of family are you? Well, I think we're going to be a split family in some ways because what I my mom had, had assumed that I would not go because I had. She thought I was booked or work or whatever. And I was like, I can go. It's not an issue of like being able to go. It's like at this point, I it is sandwiched in between other trips. At the same time, I said the one of the big things I'm concerned about is that you guys aren't going to want to do New York like I do it. Yeah. You know, I like to spend a lot of time in Greenwich Village and the comedy cellar, the comedy scene, the meatpacking district, mm-hmm. like, you know standard highline there's certain places i like to go out and there's yeah. new things i want to cross off my list and i also know people there and i think that meredith probably does too mm-hmm. but anyway they they want to go see hamilton and stuff and i'm oh, like okay. oh man that's like a quick way to like sink a bunch of your budget and time and time i mean hamilton's a long production but could be worth it I mean, if if time were just like endless, definitely would want to take that in. And I know that it's like the hot thing and be so cool. Get your selfie at Hamilton. Like you were there. Um, But I mean, is Lin-Manuel performing? I don't think it's the original cast. Then I'm not going. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be down with like Jeff Ross and Dave Attell and, you know, Andrew Schultz and whoever else is in the comedy cellar that night. Sure. And that's just me being selfish and mouthing off. I'll probably be at Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get talked. Yeah, we're going to come back and record, and you're going to tell us all about what goes down there. And then forgive anybody else that I missed in this uh, duration. I looked at Facebook birthdays specifically to Mm -hmm. scour to see if any listeners or close friends or family were going to have other birthdays. But other than that, my sister, my baby sister, turns another year older on June 19th. So I guess the next Happy the next two weeks, early which birthday with our, our spotty podcasts, I definitely wanted to get my mom and Grizz yeah. out there. Um, I'm glad you did. Happy birthday, ladies, on episode 72. And then Meredith, we got you. We'll probably mention you again if we get another one of these out in the interim. I don't know why we haven't been mentioning mentioning her on the past several episodes. I mean, she's <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> 
right. feel like we need to like she hasn't <laughs> given us feedback in a while i don't has she been listening or not i don't know sometimes the other day she was saying that she was like current and i'm like huh like view only huh <laughs> <laughs> we must be doing all right i don't know i mean or just like average you know what a surefire way to get them all to reach out is just to talk about body functions and <laughs> you know bathroom humor yeah stuff like that got it i'm actually explicitly putting this podcast out because people are like reaching out like where have you been what's going on I'm like stop <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it yeah so uh june birthdays uh thank you we're done with that um you wanted to talk let's talk uh real quick Let's talk about Crystal and Sagar. Yeah, uh, you would. Yeah, go for it. They left the hill. Yeah, I saw you tweet about that. I thought they were the hill. <laughs> I mean, is it? Okay, I that's they, fair. I that's thought that fair. they were the hill. I was like, yeah. man, they got this whole thing. Like, yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> like, they were the YouTube podcast channel of uh, the hill and brought wild success. And apparently they're going independent with paid monthly and annual subscribers and lifetime subscriber options. I checked out the landing page. Crystal and Sagar go independent with breaking points, brand new YouTube show and podcast that you can subscribe to. You can get the content for free, but it sounds like there's a paid tier that, you know, they're going to do some, some extra stuff. You get an hour early or some crap. I, okay. don't know. Anyway. I respect it. So are they going to have any successors on the Hill or, I don't even know. Is that like, now defunct? I mean, wouldn't it be great if they did? Mm -hmm. You know? What if there was, like, more and more objective, sane, you know, maybe even, like, representatives on both sides of the aisle mm -hmm. on, you know, the news commentator desk that yeah. are actually bringing you real stories, and there was more of it. Yeah, and, and then you still had them with their own Yes, they'd now. be the flagship, like, you know, but... I, just because I listen to Joe Rogan, the godfather of podcasting at this point, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not also listening to Andrew Schultz, who's been on his show. Yeah. You know? Right. That's great. That would be a great renaissance mm -hmm. of, you know, modern political news. Yeah. I'm with you. Man. That'd be amazing. They've gotten a lot of shout outs from Twitter's been just like lined up with celebs and different guests and mm -hmm. like Rogan. I think mentioned them on this latest podcast and nice giving them their flowers. Well, just, you know, saying it like it is like, I don't, they make it difficult to watch cable news. Mm -hmm. I don't really watch cable news at all anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so go support them. Breakingpoints.com. I think um, it's all over their Twitter. I retweeted it. The show will retweet it. Yep. After this show, I would definitely wanted to throw that in there. Um, Hit it up. All right. You ready to move on to the Dallas Mavericks? Dallas Mavs, man. Game five tonight. Started off great for the first two away games. Was killing it. And then we lost the last two home games. Yeah. Luke has been hurting. He's got a little neck injury. He's not able to twist. He's not 100%. That, that's been our biggest downfall i feel and homie's got to work on free throws it's going to be a heartbreaker if we lose after going up 2-0 yeah i'll tell you on friday i was walking on victory park mm -hmm. Ave lane whatever it is 
uh, by my office and ran into my normal buddy, the head of security for Victory Park. And we do our normal fist bump. Hey, man, how are you? And uh, I could tell the the every Friday, especially when the weather is good, the neighborhood kind of bustles to life because yeah. they're anticipating like all the patio traffic buzzing. and it's buzzing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really fun place to be. Buzzing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so don't derail me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, it was buzzing and, um, exciting time to be alive. And so he's like, you, you ready for tonight? And I said, what's tonight? He's like, you, you a Mavs fan? I said, not really. I don't really follow. He's like, yeah, man, me either. But it's, uh, the first, you know, playoff game at home tonight in victory park. And they upped the capacity. And I said, to what? And he said, I think the whole way. And I was like, oh, because I've been dealing with my neighborhood. Like m one of the lights directly going into my garage is like directly next to AAC. Yes. So I've only dealt with a max capacity of about 4,500 people mm -hmm. at a given time, which, you know, once they're in and the game has commenced, you barely know anything's going on. Yeah. Um. I watched 20,000 people <laughs> pour into the neighborhood. Yeah. What, and, was that, uh, what was that like? Bro, like, you know, the parking garage across that never has anything going on except for the epic rap video that's being filmed right now. <laughs> bro. <laughs> that we just posted uh, you to, to our Instagram. I know. And you have to describe the scene. Bro, like, okay. So there's like what? <laughs> there's like five, four or five black cars and a bunch of gentlemen um, in associated... Uh, Athletic wear. <laughs> they got a lot of jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Brad. Um, and uh, so Brad is like, what's going on over there? You think it's like a <laughs> he goes, you think a drug dealer or something? I was like, no, that's a rap video about to go on. And I just go back to typing. And he's like, wait, wait, I think you might be for real. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the garage uh, roof across the street from me is one of the most photo shoot photo shooted like it's used for photo shoots rap videos photo, yeah goodness gracious <laughs> it's used for photo they take pictures <laughs> <laughs> let me put my helmet on okay the garage roof across the street you often see rap video shoots photo shoots uh foreign car meetups like mm -hmm. the other day it's right on top of floyd mayweather's gym uh, that's mm -hmm. opening up so like the other night i came back on like a saturday night 9 p.m there were three like my box on top of the garage and that was it yeah. it was all alone so but it's normally pretty vacant uh every single spot was filled mm -hmm. in that garage and it was raucous in the neighborhood wow um i saw on twitter the next day like fights going on in the parking garage <laughs> like fan rivalries Bro, you, somebody got slugged remind me of that but let's stick with this scene because we we're over here watching them film this and they're throwing money and it's also a windy day <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was telling carson you know, you know we're kind of recording them because we find it <laughs> but i'm like you know we never talk about who has to pick up the money after <laughs> after the music video has been filmed right so we're just watching these guys throw their money and then pick it up very quickly before it blows off of the building. So it's it was funny because it was a normal occurrence to me. Brad had never seen it. So he's like, I think they're filming a rap video over there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, very uh, status quo. 
And then they throw money. It starts to get windy and you see them all scatter and run. They're bending over for the cash. And so Brad's filming. I run over, grab my phone, start filming, uh, hit up our Instagrams or show Twitter. And uh, here's a question for you. What can we infer about the rap track that they're laying down based on settings, cast, garb? Okay. Uh, setting, they clearly got to this rooftop for free, so they're not splurging, right? They're not splurging for a venue. We can maybe agree on sa- that? Maybe it's saved that money, too. <laughs> hey, we all save. Yeah, little Dicky pops out. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Season two coming this month. Um, uh, basketball jerseys, you know, I can't check the authenticity from this far away. But you can get them on the cheap, cheap. So I, I'm thinking they're just start. I'm. They've got to be early on in their rap career. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we know that they're early into the rap game. Uh, what I was thinking is like, what kind of style of rap song are they going to put out? And what oh. I can tell you is that there are no female cast members over there. Nah. So. Nobody is twerking. Uh, this is not going to be like a taste, up. you know, with Offset mm-hmm. and Tyga. This is going to be like a Meek Mill. Pop, 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 pop. This, is, this is like a less like we're partying in the city. This is more, this like, is more we like we own. We own like the city. Mess around, get murk in yeah. this city. Now hurry and run after that five before it blows <laughs> off. <laughs> nah, fam, that's a 20. <laughs> oh. right, we should get off this topic. Okay. Uh, fair, speaking, fair, of, fair, uh, fair. speaking of the Maybachs and... You know, the neighborhood getting lit. I was talking to the head of security guy the other day, and I said, has Floyd been in, or does he have plans to come in for this? And um, the guy told me that he said, I heard that he was already here, like, very briefly. He stayed at the W, walked over. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I think a Tuesday or something random. But uh, he said it would not be unplausible for him to be back for the GO, mm. which would be dope. But that would be. There's always, like, Random folks when does in this it block. Open? I don't know. Okay. They still are. They have their tent pitched every day, yeah. out there with like some recruiters, mm-hmm. and they they're talking to guys that walk by on the street. There's a lot of like business guys that walk by and got it. I don't know. All might, right. Might be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait for his fight. It, who is he fighting? Logan Paul. Oh my goodness! The YouTuber. This is happening. It's happening. Those like, Paul this guys month. are like for real, dude. Uh, Jake Paul, he's a more legit one, and he's like, he like just booked a fight yesterday or the day before that's legitimate. Uh, hold on, you can keep talking. <laughs> Dead space. Dead space. Um, Jake Paul fight. We talked about this. The what other you day. need to know about former UFC champion Tyrone Woodley. Oh, that would I've be, heard that name before. Yeah, that's Jake Paul's next opponent. Oh, my goodness. These guys are like booking fights with like real stars. Yeah. And like apparently excelling. Um, I don't even know which one is which at this point. Jake is the younger one. Aren't there like three of them? He's now? the one that fought the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dunk competition guy. So now he's like fighting a legitimate person. Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, and I feel like Logan Paul's not that good, but somehow, I mean, not somehow, it's due to money that he booked this um, Floyd Mayweather fight. And Isn't I really. Floyd like 45? Yeah, but I really. And, and he's undefeated. Wow. 
Yeah, so if he were to lose to Logan Paul, that'd be a bad look. Yeah. Not a fan of that guy. I mean, don't these guys stand to take home like $300 million, yeah. uh, regardless of decision? Yeah. Based on pay-per-view and sales and all that? Like, Dude, I'll get beat up for one mil, like. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, at the rate things are going with my with my Robin Hood, hey. I'll, I'll be <laughs> able to beat you up here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, oh. That's uh, that's interesting. Anyway, you also got uh, this is we're moving on. We're moving topics. Um, you also got that cookie shop down there now. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Man, did I? I think I posted a tweet about this. They they went all in with my apartment building and co-branded everything and put flyers in the elevators. Mm-hmm. They sent emails and then they wanted to host a pajama party. It's a, is it a Tiff's Treats? No, it's uh, Insomnia Cookies. It's Insomnia Cookies, okay. So a bunch of my East Coast peeps hit me up, and they were like, oh, sick, because apparently it's out yeah. of New York, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a few around the Metroplex here already. It's a denser cookie. Yeah. You know, if you can put away 8 or 12 mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiff Streets, um, which I could put away 8, yeah. 8, 9, no problem, uh, you, you can only put away maybe 3, 4 max yeah. of uh, Insomnia. They're I just mean, like a denser. Challenge accepted, but. They're pretty good. Yeah. Cheaper, better increments, mm-hmm. um, and right across the street, baby. Perfect. Right next to a gym? Is that right or no? Everything is on this street. There's yeah. a card shop. There's a gym. There's bars, restaurants. Or there was like a yoga or some. Pilates. I, I know, yeah, Pilates like right next door. So it's like, all right, burn those calories that you're no you're And Mad to... Pie is open too, and the new pizza place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the whole it, – it's crazy like – that it, we'll just cross this one off the list. We were going to talk about COVID being over mm-hmm. the CDC's new language a couple episodes ago, like literally within the last three or four weeks, I feel like life has gone back to normal because yeah. every single sign changed. Like we've changed our mask policy. If you're fully vaccinated, feel free to come in without a mask. Oh, and it's so crazy because like a couple weeks before that, they were like double mask. Like that's the most efficient way. And now yeah. it's like, nah, bro. No, like I haven't, dude, I don't even have, I'm not carrying around a mask anymore. Like I'm literally going in everywhere without a mask because I've been fully vaccinated for weeks. Yeah, I don't know where my mask is. I I have a vaccination card to prove that and I carry it with me if anybody, and nobody, it's totally honor system. So it's a free for all. You can do whatever you want to do. And it's beautiful. Uh, Between the Rangers game a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. seeing the neighborhood lit up with every Every single available storefront pretty much thriving and offering a, a different catered niche service from mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth Hotel to AAC to Got everything you want. Cookies, Pilates, like amazing. Love it. I'm excited about it. As you should be. And capacity back at our major sporting events, like to watch the PGA the last couple of weeks wrap up with like rampant fan support around the 18th green is yeah, just incredible. T- tell me tell me about all the golf golf stories um including your your personal ones. I don't know which order you want to tell it in, but I I'm ready to hear. Well, let's let's catch up on I guess the we we can just talk about the Colonial. The Colonial was just here okay. in Fort Worth. I think we might have teased that one mm-hmm. maybe if my memory serves me right, but the Colonial, I love that the Colonial holds it down for DFW. It's really kind of the old boys tournament at this point as compared to the Byron um, because it's got more of the history. 
mm-hmm. in that it's like the second longest running consecutive uh, tournament on the PGA held in the same country club location, I think only to Augusta. Got it. So Ben Hogan cut his teeth there. There's a bunch of famous golfers that he won five times at Colonial and a famous golfer out of Fort Worth and um, obviously dead at this point, like a historical golfer record book golfer uh, was involved in a traumatic accident and came back from that with self therapeutics and won again. Mm-hmm. Um, real comeback kid story. But um, yeah, so that was held this past weekend and the leaderboard was incredible. Uh, Jordan Spieth was the 54 hole winner or leader. And uh, so the hometown crowd was behind him a hundred percent. And Jason Kokrak ended up coming back and beating him uh, from strokes down on the last Damn. day. Got the upset. Um, what's crazy is that Jason Kokrak in 280 career starts up to this season never had won. 36-year-old oh, really? man. He looks like a – he's a normal middle-aged guy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, never won. You know, Tour card always in question blah, blah, blah. He's just turned it on here in his mid to late thirties. And he has won twice on the PGA tour this season. He's in the top 30 in the FedEx cup standings beat Jordan Spieth on his home turf, uh, on a Sunday showdown. And, you know, it's one of those tournaments where you don the jacket and they have like Mm -hmm. the nice red plaid jackets that it's not the master's green, but you know, whenever you don, you know, kind of a jacket like that and the other winners and people are yep. wearing that same jacket around you for the photo. And it's like a huge, he got like a, he got like a, a old timey truck. He got like a, a trophy that was five feet tall. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, it's one of the more notable tournament events. That's not a major. Yeah. We, at, at uh, Burton, the high school I went to, we had um, basketball hoodies, which I, I don't know. Made me feel important. Yeah. Yeah. I forget. It's, it's like the same thing. <laughs> I forget how that's relevant. Like, <laughs> wait, what? Know. I'm just trying to throw something that I know in. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me blank on everything we were just talking about. Like your face just. <laughs> well, I just like, yeah, hard you were talking reset. about the jackets. And so I'm talking about like the hoodies. Like, oh yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Totally related. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I also like to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is like we got those hoodies and I still just sat on the bench all season. <laughs> well, I didn't felt, mean anything. I felt good for Jason Kokrak. It was one of the most uh, attended tournaments mm-hmm. uh, that we've had on tour since COVID and nobody was wearing masks and everybody was hooting and hollering. And last season, it was the first tournament that they had in limited fashion back mm-hmm. after the hiatus during COVID. So the Colonial was the first tournament that they recommenced mm-hmm. and there was no fans. And so it was the most noticeable yeah. that it was vacant and quiet and we're getting player reaction to like, mm-hmm. what's it like to be out there with no fans? Oh, it sucks, Amanda, you know, whatever's going on. So to see it a year later, it, it was a year like it was just very memorable i guess so let me ask you this now wasn't there some issue with fans at one of these tournaments or no okay so we need to go back to phil mickelson winning the pga championship okay it, did, we, did we talk about that no we didn't i don't 
Um, I don't know. Maybe we didn't talk about the the fan drama. The week prior, Phil Mickelson, lefty, won the PGA Championship, making himself the oldest person to ever win a major golf tournament in history mm-hmm. by years. Like you think he beat it by a good solid three or four years was the next closest. Like Jack wanted at 46. I swear we talked about this. Maybe we did, but I feel like I've texted you. Remember I texted you that you, article. So there was a bunch of drama after the fact uh-huh. that, un- that f- unraveled in the week after with Bryson and Brooks. Okay. Um, when Maybe Bryson was sense. clacking over the, the cement or the gravel behind Brooks's uh, golf, golf channel TV interview. Mm-hmm. And Br- Brooks loses his train of thought and like swears very vulgar, uh, basically about Bryson and it lit up Twitter yeah. and everybody was asking for them to be paired together at the U S open. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, you know, Dave Portnoy, yes. uh, barstool sports founder and president El Presidente. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually going to do a round with Brooks in the Hamptons at some point soon for charity. And they're both going to play left-handed. And so Dave Portnoy tweeted, the official offer has gone out to Bryson DeChambeau to caddy for me that day that we play the left-handed tournament for Mm -hmm. $250,000. So everybody was bandwagoning on that. One of the things that, Brooks was very frustrated about after the tournament was the fact that the fans had been allowed to mob the 18th fairway in green so rampantly and his knee had gotten dinged. Like he had a bad knee and that's why he was bending over at the waist for all of his putts instead of kneeling down like he normally would. And so when, when he says that an injured knee that he was rehabbing up until that point got dinged because, you know, both he and Phil said that being engulfed by all those fans so quickly was unnerving. And there was a lot of people touching and grabbing and there was a a big time where we couldn't pick them up in the crowd, you know? And then finally Brooks appears out of the sea of people with his caddy. You know, it's, I felt like it was a a bad look on the tours uh, behalf. Like they Mm -hmm. didn't do a good job. First of all, of like leaking that golf channel footage that, or protecting the players physically, like their overall, Sometimes the players have had issues with like, you know, how much are you just going to profit off of our likeness? Like actually Bryson DeChambeau, Mm -hmm. he got mad at the TV crews uh, earlier in the season or last year because he had had a couple bad shots where he felt like the camera crew was crowding him and trying to get his facial reaction after the bad shots and like almost baiting him, like catch me swearing, catch me in a bad moment. And he was kind of like the PGA Tour should build in some cushion for us. Like let us save face a little bit because sometimes you hot mic those guys and it'll be something hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like Billy Horschel was on hot mic last week at the colonial and he goes, Oh my gosh, Billy, I think I just hit a fairway and everyone burst out laughing like Mm -hmm. around the T the commentators. Great moment. He could have easily just said something else that made him look bad, made him drop a sponsor and make the commentators apologize. Is that the drama that you're referring to? Or? I th- that's that's what it was, I believe. B-Rad was texting me, okay, I could get into golf based on all this smack talk yeah. because... You got Brooks versus uh, Bryson. Bryson. Yeah, that's a good... So that's the other thing. 
golf, a PGA tour has incentivized, I think with a jackpot of like 20 or $40 million, $15 million, some good number that the person that generates the most social media engagement for the tour this year, that's another tournament that's going on. Yeah. So in addition to the FedEx cup, where the winner takes 15 million home, um, the social media war is on. So all of these guys are beefing. They're mm-hmm. like creating Twitter spats or, or partnerships and alliances. Yeah. And so one guy, Max Homa, do you follow this guy? No. Max Homa is a very like social media forward thinking, savvy, younger golfer on tour. He's won twice and he does a podcast okay. every it's called a uh, shoot. I forget what it's called. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter hole in one yeah there you go uh he has a podcast and he has a really like every time he's on tv you'll probably hear oh this guy's a good social media follow mm-hmm. ian baker finch loves to say that so this one guy had been tweeting at max homa and he was just like hey max hope you're having a great day man uh day one of you asking you to play around with me like let me know man and then the next day hey max just day two Wanted to see if you wanted to play around. We could meet halfway. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Just goes on for 25 days. Super respectful. Hey, Max, hope you're alive and well. Hope everything's kicking for you. Day 25, just putting it out there. Let me know. Yeah. Would be great. Um, little anecdotal joke. Mm-hmm. Max Homa quote tweets him on day 25 and says, I give in, man. I DM'd <laughs> you. I'm, I'm sending for you. We'll play 18 holes together before the next tournament that I leave on next Thursday, let's get together. And it created a big, like the PGA tour was quote tweeting it, like subtweeting it at DMing people like, and so now it, all these people are tweeting like day one of (laughs) tweeting Max Homa. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. That's cool. I don't know if people are aware of that, if they're not really rabid, rabid fans like I am, but that social media challenge is legit. There's a jackpot for that. And it's, it's leading to what I hope is something that Michael has long said needs to happen, which he, he said, if we could get the F1 drive to survive Netflix series on golf, mm-hmm. it would be incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. We already have so much more access with PGA tour because they're so much more approachable. Mm-hmm. They're not behind a helmet and a car and a, a crash gate and all yep. this. They're just walking beside you. They're tweeting. They're engaging. And it's it's not as there's a lot more opportunities. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more golfers. Um, that being said, I think we're getting to a point where like we're developing more of those narratives. Um I hope so. That you 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 need from a team perspective. Like, you know, golf doesn't have that unless you're in the Ryder Cup or something like that. And uh, the Super Leagues that they were trying to form would form more of that team perspective. Some yeah. like that, some don't. Um, anyway, I, I think that this is good for the game. It's been fun to watch recently. I think so, too. And I want to bring up one more guy, the Eric Van Ruyen. Okay. You sent me a clip of his epic meltdown. Uh, <laughs> oh, what did he do? There was uh, so many guys got mad at the last let tournament. Me, let me make sure my volume's down. Um did he destroy the tee box or something? I think so, yeah. You sent it to me a couple of days ago. <laughs> there was like an anger compilation <laughs> from like, one tournament. All right, this dude. <laughs> okay. Let me he's what he's playing the par 3. 
Um, you gonna go? Is it not? Yeah, it's going. It's going. It's going. Let me watch. Oh yeah, I think he just took out the T box and yeah. Let me see what he does. This guy has the I'm cool like, pants. Where has the drama the been all this time? Like, I understand golf, the gentleman's sport. It has, yeah. Yeah, so he, he. I don't know if he's South, I think he might be South African, and he is the one that kind of pioneered that, uh, not jorts, but what's the collected look at the bottom of your athletic wear pant, where it kind of... Like where it cuffs? Uh, it, like it, a jogger? It's scrunchies, yeah, it's like a jogger. It's a jogger, yeah. It's a, it's kind of a cool look. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's worn that very flamboyantly. And so he just loses it on this par three, hits it into the water. Oh, he yeah. took one t- took one swipe at the tee box, like little box thing they have there, and uh, hit it again, and his wedge head ca- came off. Mm-hmm. That was just one example. Anywho. Love it. In, uh, in amateur news, bro, uh, I had that rematch with my dad on that rain yes. check at Cowboys Golf Club this a couple Saturdays the, this ago. This is the game that matters. And, um, you know, we I commented we shot pretty well the day that we got rained out, and I was mm-hmm. concerned about being able to carry that over into the next game and somehow was able to. Uh, did the new practice routine. Like, I've been starting with putting, chipping green, and then um, driving range, working small to big short game more mm-hmm. shot an 86 on a par 72 it was 14 over legit dang <laughs> i was you're, so ecstatic you're incredible i literally we were going into hole 17 and i was like at a 77 and i was like this is insane like i could do this now did you switch anything up in in uh coming into this day or is it just everything that you've been practicing? You're finally seeing like growth from it. Any new techniques? It's hard to put a round together. I, I went into it knowing what I wanted to do. I, I'm typically able to like get pars and sometimes even birdies. I got a birdie in that round. Um, I'm able to get a good amount of pars on courses that I know and yeah. know well. But the odd thing is, is that this beats my best round by three strokes. My best round ever was quite a while ago. Uh, just on it's it's questionable whether or not you could even call it a best round because it's on a tennis and glen which has no bunkers mm-hmm. um it could still be a challenging course with some of their par threes but um some of the par fives you know at this point i should be you know an eagle candidate with yeah. my distance but anyway i i changed my practice routine going into this and just anecdotally over time my thinking and mm-hmm. i meditated that day of course and mm you know, was clear headed going into it and got there early, did, did the stuff and well played. How'd your dad feel? Also, I've changed my putting and the way that I visualize the ball rolling. Oh yeah. Um, my dad, um, he's, he's, uh, he's getting on it. He did yeah. not shoot an 86. Um, but he's going to easily be in the nineties and eighties. Uh, he, I think he'd be in the nineties. Normally he took some pretty high scores, Mm-hmm. so anyway okay but he he got a, a membership at waters creek they have a nice par three up there and uh unlimited balls and it, it's a great deal if i lived anywhere near there i'd be all over it really and uh he bought new clubs uh he got new i think callaway maverick irons and he's sticking them close so nice he's uh 
we'll be gambling real money here soon. Love it. Want to hear more updates on that? Yeah, man. So that was cool. Um, and congrats. Through a, a variety of extenuating circumstances, uh, nobody really knows this, but I actually got to play TPC Las Colinas. Really? At when? the Four Seasons on Memorial Day. Wow. Which was, I grew up going to the Byron Nelson there. Mm-hmm. It's just an iconic, you know, beautiful TPC yeah. course. Why um, is it a secret? It's not a secret. I just, so I hadn't, you just hadn't told anybody. I hadn't like, you know, gone crazy about it or whatever yeah. on, on social media. That's a huge deal. Um, and it's probably one of the nicest courses I've played in Dallas, if not the nicest. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. Plus to have grown up like watching the pros there. Like I followed tiger there when yeah. I was 12 for 18 holes during the pro-am. And then to actually connect those memories with the golf shots that you're taking on that course was just, it was yeah. crazy. That sounds like, and that I sounds like an awesome experience. Did not shoot an eighty six because it was <laughs> it was also pouring rain. Yeah, don't want to share your score. <laughs> no, okay. I don't even. I don't know my score. Got it. <laughs> it was one of those. Yeah, uh, but I mean, if it's pouring rain, you're not going to do as well. So uh, I've been spoiled recently with uh, all yeah. these nice rounds, and um, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get some time out there this summer and get some of the golf buddies together and for sure do this thing i played uh basketball yesterday for the first time uh over a year i'm sore dude <laughs> i'm like is there something i, I played with was some there something my... holding you back or... I play, uh i just picture tommy buns shattering his arm <laughs> whenever dude, you say that that's a wicked clip um yeah no i you know typically during the school year i help coach or and do stuff like that so i don't really get to play games myself um but i I had a student that invited me to an open gym and uh played for about three hours straight there was only uh eight of us so we played four on four for three hours didn't take any breaks and so that's the most exercise i've got i like i've i've gone long distances like uh walking jogging running um but as far as like running straight that's the most exercise i've gotten in quite a while were you wearing a whoop or aura or anything that got your your steps your number of miles no i, I should have I, I gotta get on that man yeah that's a good idea i'd be curious to see um like the equivalent of those basketball games compared to like whenever i go to the park and and get my steps in or run yeah that's a good idea i bet you get a lot more yeah plus it's like high intensity right interval training dude but it was fun. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'll probably go back on Sunday and do it again. Okay. Get some exercises in. I'm telling you, people ask me why I like golf, like because it makes exercise more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not you're not uh doing nothing. And yeah. some people like you know, dissuade go out there and don't use the cart. Go put the clubs on your back and walk seven miles and play a good round in ninety degree heat. And come back and tell me that you're not tired and that every muscle in your body was used. Oh, you got it. You know, you're making exercise more fun. Right. Because you're not going to do that intensity training with that level of motivation Mm -hmm. by yourself in a parking lot. Dude, and I'm I'm also going to say like playing against my students, (laughs) like and not wanting to get made fun of or being shown up by them. It does me it does make me work harder. I'll be honest. I I don't want to get caught slipping. Um, 
but yeah, I, I do like the challenge and I, I see what you're saying. We're doing so good on our list, buddy. Um, we're down to just a couple items. And uh, are you wanting to wrap on your big news? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we don't have to wrap on it. I don't mind bringing it up now. Well, let's bring it up now then. All right. Uh, ladies and I gentlemen. Don't, I don't know what this is at all. Longtime listener and friend of the show, Mr. Brock Buff and Abroad Reichert had a baby the other day what him and his wife what they welcomed axel into the world let's see he texted me on saturday and saturday he said had our secret baby two days ago so this this child is six days old if my math is correct um if not i'm an english teacher but um (laughs) yeah wanted to give a huge shout out and congratulations to brock um and his wife courtney Congratulations, guys. It's yeah. crazy. Did we know about this? No. He, he, dude, he literally texted me this picture and he said, had our secret baby two days ago. And you go, <laughs> Brad's text back to him is bro in all caps. Uh, and then he said, Courtney wouldn't let me name him uh, Hodel or HDOL. Oh, my goodness. Cool. That's crazy. So yeah. how, how many people did they keep it a secret from? Uh, I'm assuming uh, many people. They still haven't posted on their socials, which, you know. I, I kind of feel like I would be the same. And I don't know their reasoning behind That's it. So or anything. gangster. Don't I introduce the that, kid dude. to the world till he's five. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Axel girl or guy? Guy. Guy. Okay. Yeah. 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 Man. Bust him out when he's 16, ready to go. Be like, yo, here's my son in his truck. Right. <laughs> dude. That's so crazy. Yeah. And I mean, they're super fit. So to be able to like, I mean, they live in Colorado, so I don't know how many people here see them often. But to be just be able to keep that under wraps, like you're right, that's pretty, it's pretty gangster. That's wild. Congratulations! Holy crap! Yeah, man, that really was not expected. Yeah. So, didn't you see them like a, a couple months ago? No, 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 no. Uh, we we were going to see them for our spring break, but they had family coming, so that's when we went to Vegas instead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm like in shock. Yeah. But uh, interesting to see. We've had a couple versions of like being pregnant, having babies uh-huh. modeled for us with some of our close uh-huh. friends and intimate listeners of the show recently. And you guys are holding it down with all they the are. secrecy and like lack yep. of oversharing. It's just so refreshing compared to these basic folks out here. Yeah, man. Like I'm over here at Alec and Rochelle's uh, over the weekend and like playing with their daughter and they're uh, another one that's tasteful about all this. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they've been posting more recently, but um, yeah, super happy for a lot of our friends, man. It's pretty cool to see. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's my secret news, special news. <sighs> well, let's talk about special news about the market, baby. <laughs> I think the last time that we checked in, I, I looked at the show notes from the last time and it was like, crypto crash of 2021, Carson loses it all. <laughs> like, and Let's uh, talk about a... MC <laughs> fortunes have reversed my friend mm. I got um I, I changed my strategy on Robin Hood I think I told you about all my stock buys and yeah all my crypto purchases and yeah you bought in you dabbled here and there with a lot yeah I dabbled and it was like why it's pointless like what I have a hundred dollars of Twitter who cares yeah. you know this isn't gonna move I need shares you yeah, know we- I need I need you know yeah. when the price goes up I need 
shares to like, you know, mm-hmm. this is stupid. Why would I get a hundred dollars of like Amazon, you know, a hundred dollars of like AMC in this market could right. change your fortunes a lot differently. Yeah, so what I did was I, I started just like waiting until I was like at break even or better on all the stocks that I'd purchased. And I started mm-hmm. consolidating into buying power. Yeah. I also started transferring massive sums <laughs> of money into Robinhood. <laughs> and you know, uh, it gets, it gets, uh, you have to be careful. I'm with you. Yeah. And especially, uh, <laughs> especially once you reach that 10,000 mark where you can like, I'm still not there. Yeah. But, uh, you're, you're big. Well, cause you reach another level and then you can deposit, you can instant deposit more at a quicker rate. And it's right. I, my thing is I've only deposited, put in we'll get to the amount of principal and all that i don't care about sharing too much but yeah um so i sell off all the you know vanity stock you know that i had like oh i own amazon i own like Mm 0.003 shares or whatever so i sold all that off and um i ended up i you know i bought in on amc a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i'd sold it for a couple hundred dollar profit actually i'd made a 200 something dollars i was like all right i was starting to feel better about it covered all the bitcoin ethereum mm-hmm. doge losses that i had experienced <laughs> up until that point and i'd wanted to you know liquidate those anyway and just get out because i wanted to go to coinbase for that sure. um crypto portfolio yeah. and as of to yesterday or today doge is now sold on coinbase as well oh perfect yep uh just much larger inventory less margin right they take whatever so anyway um I'm out of AMC for a week or something, mm-hmm. and it starts to pick back up steam. Uh, what was it? It was like May 9th, no, May 27th. May, the mm-hmm. week of May 25th or whatever was when I was starting to get real severe FOMO, mm-hmm. and I was starting to sell off all of my other stocks. And finally, I think it was Wednesday night, um, I put in a bunch of market buys queued for market open and I, I think I put like 1500 in and then I put another 500 in yep. and I, I sold all of my, uh, crypto at mm-hmm. a slight loss. It, I was still up overall, but yeah. I just sold it to have the buying power because I was waiting on another, um, thousand or something coming over from instant deposits. Sure. And so I got that in, queued everything up, ended up putting in twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. into AMC on Thursday. I think it was May twenty eighth, uh, no May twenty seventh, uh-huh. and I bought a bunch of shares for about eighteen eighty a share. Eighteen a slice. It goes and skyrockets that day. Yeah, like we're talking like double. Um, you know, it was like up to 30, $36, $38. Sounds about right. Something like that. And I'd been reading all of this speculation that with the market being closed for three days for the holiday weekend, mm-hmm. that, you know, there was going to be a sell-off of sorts on Friday that could happen, but that it was going to result in like, you know, a surge. And so I was just going to monitor it. Yeah. And so I'm on a call Thursday. I thought about selling it like, 2:53 p.m. Mm-hmm. central on Thursday but I'm trying to like look at my options to make a trade and I get a call and I'm like hey I'm 
trying to make a trade right now. Like yeah. this is dire. <laughs> um, the mortgage money's in here. <laughs> but I, I ended up doing the right thing and taking the call uh-huh. and uh, just being more paid. I was like, I'm going to ride this out for a little while. And uh, Friday morning I wake up and I'm like, it's do or die. I knew I was going to sell that day and just see what I could do. Mm-hmm. Well, it just, you know, goes up. I ended up selling it. I don't know, 36 something and uh, turned 25. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I put 3000 into AMC. <laughs> I forgot. It was about 2,800. Yeah. And um, that went up to 5,700 mm-hmm. in 24 hours. I sold and I was like, okay, I have everything in buying power, $5,700 sitting in Robin hood. And uh, Heston had texted me and he has a, a new deal for the, the storage unit stuff that he has talked about. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put all of that money into that fund. Nice. We are going to be purchasing a property in Arlington that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And anybody else that wants to get in, let us know. We'll this connect is an you open with offer. Us. If you have uh, $10,000 to invest in something that will pay you cash dividends, it'll be cash flowing from day one. You know, he's going to go in there and um, if you have um, $10,000 is, you know, the non, non-friend minimum ask, but I mean, it's, you're going to make money. Yeah. So I'm going to put, I'm going to put money in. Okay. Uh, we'll talk after this. So, um, you know, for the Brocks of the world, the Michaels, yeah. the whoever, the, you, the Brads, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, talking about besides you. And sorry to do that open cattle call on the podcast, Heston, but uh, email us or text us and we'll we'll get you connected. But uh, that's something tangible. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Um, he has a proven recipe for this on multiple fronts that acts as like a tax haven. Um, you know, it, yeah. it's just, it, it seems almost foolproof, but um, under his management with several successful case studies, um, I'm excited to get involved with that. Mm-hmm. So I just took this as, you know, a month ago, I wasn't doing any of this. Yeah. May 10, I think I, I jumped into the, the game. Um, and now to have doubled my money and I'm going to take all of that feeling good and put it into an investment that I should have made day one <laughs> yeah. is exciting. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, I think I should put another 15000 into AMC because it went to $66 today or $72 today. Listen, man, this what is what f- I've been trying to tell people. And they keep they keep saying meme stock and it's going to crash and everything. I don't care. There's still a lot more money to be made. Um, the shorts have not been covered. And it's, it's going to get even higher. It's going to get crazier. The CEO had $8 million worth of stock in January, and he now has over $210 million added to his net worth. Uh, but it's like, is it really net worth if it's so inflated or, you know, because GameStop uh, yeah. is still several hundred dollars a share. So, yeah, right. you know, it's hard to, even if you missed, so there was a halt today. Um, a lot of people were blaming Robin Hood for this on Twitter. And no, it's the whole, it's it, it everywhere. Was, yeah, it was the uh, L-U-L-D or something yeah. like that. Yeah, y'all got to know when to complain about Robin Hood. So, so, it, some, so hopefully they fix certain things. But this was not Robin Hood's fault. Well, I was, you know, I didn't know any better. And I was, yeah. tw- you know, texting the investment mm. tw- uh, <laughs> text group uh, 
that somebody had yeah. done that screenshot and oh this is why I get worried and mm-hmm. you don't know whether to buy in at 66 or wait yeah. till later in the week and it, see if it goes it back down. It consolidates, it goes down a little but then then I mean it rose back up. It's been in the mid 60s after market. Yeah. 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 Or after close. It's crazy. It was it was super exciting to uh have a position for about 20 I literally made the trade at 8:36 a.m. Central. So I had the stock for 24 hours and 6 minutes mm-hmm. and made almost $3,000. Isn't that wild? And I was like, "Woo, this is fun, That's baby." What I've been talking about. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like watching your phone the whole, oh, the, 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 all day. It was uh I've actually had a reprieve from it with no active investments in crypto mm-hmm. or stock market um, and just all that buying power sitting there yep. and being up, having right. walked away from the table. I'm still in the casino. I'm still having a free drink, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading your news articles about my interest, <laughs> Robin Hood. That's right. Thanks for that, Vlad. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun. Well, congratulations, man. To you as well, you're still up overall, or what's what's going on with your? It's up and it's stuck, baby. <laughs> <laughs> up and it's stuck. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard that song? No. If it's up, then it's up, then it's oh. up, then it's stuck. Yeah, I just hadn't heard it from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> From the mouth of say, babes. Man, I'm doing well, and uh, yeah, I'm eager to talk about this this Heston business. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's just nice because you just give the money, and then you get checks, and you get. There's also other things that you get in terms of. He broke it down, like because whenever that thing appreciates, and mm-hmm. he's pulling money out of like a a re financing of the property there's cash flow there yeah but there's also cash flow because you're walking into a business that this business might be doing twenty thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. in cash flow and he thinks that immediately like we're talking like day 31 that could be thirty thousand dollars in cash flow and so you just put in you get a commiserate split of the um you know the new cash flow amount or Mm -hmm. however it goes i'm talking out of my butt here so it's like and there's tax haven capabilities with your gains with this too. Mm-hmm. So why not? Like there's the way that he's looking at this. Um, I think that this portion of his portfolio could be like an active fund that is like big in the future, mm-hmm. like huge, yeah. a huge portfolio. So I want to get in on it. Um, my my imagination tells me that I'll put in this first amount and then, you know, within 12, 24 months, you'll probably be begging them to take your money. Yeah. I'm in. Well, you think I'd owe him money with that plug? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't kneecap me, Heston. <laughs> I'm good for the money. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, you ready to get out of here? Uh, sure, man. It's been fun. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's good to see it's you. Been a couple weeks. Yeah, um, I do want to say if if we do delay the next couple episodes, uh, the next couple weeks, that's on me. Uh, I really just want to see the type of workload that I'm going to be getting with these master's classes. Um, so if y'all could bear with me, as it, it's my fault, it has nothing to do with Carson. 
Um, but I'd still like to, uh, if we could record on a weekend or something, um, get some more episodes in. I just think during the week, it's going to be pretty difficult. It's already difficult, bro. Um, and I don't even have the commute, uh, but I'm weekend podcast for the win. Those are the loopiest, most fun ones, man. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sure if there's a slight delay in the next one, um, just bear with us, but yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. All right, Tots, we did it again. You're Welks, B-Rad. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the journey and yeah, of course, sharing your wisdom and insight on what to invest in. And yeah, I can't wait to take all of our money and go uh, throw it on that roof across the street. <laughs> Full circle, right there. That's right. Congrats to the June birthdays and to uh, to Brock, to Brock and, and Courtney, his expanding Congrats. family. Love you guys. Love all you listeners, and we'll catch you up next time. Bye bye.